0: You're listening to Late
1: Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros.
0: We are back with Tammy Rojas this week from Red Hot Marketing and Design. Tammy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So if you would, for our audience, talk about your background, your company, what you guys focus on and maybe what led you to, uh, opening your own business?
1: Um, I started Red Hot Marketing in 2008 when I moved from New York to North Carolina. I had worked in the corporate world for many, many years and with the move, it just made sense to go out on my own and, and give it a try. Um, I work a lot of branding with clients, um, a lot of branding with clients and um, small businesses to corporations handling all of their, their design and marketing needs.
0: And, I mean, your strength, I think, when I met you, and I think I met you through David, the photographer, a few years ago, even before we, we uh, circled back in our local networking group, referral group, is graphic design. I mean, you're, you're an ace. So. Yes,
1: graphic design is, is my basis of everything that yeah, I do. And, yeah.
0: and when did you first like, f- realize that you had a, a talent in, in maybe Photoshop or Illustrator?
1: Um, Way before Photoshop and Illustrator even existed. Um, I was the kind of kid that was always drawing on everything, cutting things up, pasting them together, and always creating. Um, And when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to go to a half-day VoTech program for the last two years of high school. So that kind of started my design career and then went to college after that. And it was just something... It was never a choice I made. I think it was just something that was in me and my passion.
2: So when you work with clients, is there... um Is there a process that you usually put people through? You know, how do you differ from a lot of the designers that are out there? What kind of makes you guys unique?
1: Um, I have a lot of experience, 25 years plus experience in in design. Um, For example, when I work with a branding client, I have a questionnaire that I walk them through, and um, I ask a lot of questions. And by asking a lot of questions, you draw out what they need. Um, I'm also very intuitive. So when, the more I work with a client, I get to know them and I just know what they need. So now are you,
2: are you recreating from the, you know, like a a current concept that they have? Maybe it's an old logo or some old ads. Are you, you, you starting new? And when you do start new with the client, you you know, is it, um, is that a difficult process to get them to, to be able to get them from zero to concept?
1: It depends on the client. Some have an existing branding that they like, and we kind of tweak it. Um, most of them are starting from scratch, and it's just that question and answer, and knowing all the right questions to answer, to ask them. Um, some clients know what they want, and they're very open, and I get a feel for what they need. Other clients are not as easy, but um, just by the you know getting to know them in the question and answer process, I can break through that.
0: So, being a business owner <clears throat> with a creative background, I, I can totally relate. Um, what's your favorite part of, of your day? Like, um, what's your favorite aspect of your day as a creative, as well as running a business?
1: Um, presenting to a client and making them happy. Like when I have that final for them and I can give it to them and their eyes light up and they're, um, excited about their business and they're excited about their new brand. That's, that's by far the best part.
0: And, and if there was like one PSA out there that you could offer, uh, businesses that are looking to enhance their brand through creative, um, working with you know, agency, designers, photographers, video production, what have you, what's one piece of advice you can give them so that they can go through that process easier having no experience at it?
1: Um, be authentic. That's, I want my clients to have authentic brands. Um, I want something that's going to fit them. And a lot of people come to me and they say, this is what I want. And through working with them, that's not what they need. And I figure that out for them and help them um, create, I, we create something that really, really fits them, their aesthetic, their personality.
0: Yeah, so it, it, with that, and, and I, I know some of your clients and the sizes that you, of the companies that you work with, um, what's been the trend maybe this year um, from digital versus print? Where, where are you getting uh, most of the requests for design?
2: Or is it hand-in-hand, hand? always?
1: Hand-in-hand, hand usually, yeah.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at your uh, some of your portfolio here, and uh, it looks great. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I see a lot of people that are so-called designers or whatnot or actually clients who uh, try to come up with the concepts themselves or they think they know what they want, it's this old early 90s, italicized, you know, ugly fonts that are not, because the web is really ugly fonts and that just don't work for the web and work for, they're multi, not multi-purpose. It's not like a, a brand that you can use in a lot of formats the or font, a lot of modes. The fonts
1: that come with the computer.
2: Right, 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 right. <laughs> Comic
1: Sans, Papyrus. Yeah, right, yeah,
2: Times <laughs> Roman, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, it, it has Has design changed a lot over the last 20 years?
1: I would say definitely, yeah, right. definitely. I mean, with the digital age, when I started out, it was repetographs and rulers and border tape and things like that. Um, makes me feel really old, but there were no computers when I started out. So if the lights went out, I could still design, <laughs> which a lot of people can't say.
2: Right. So you know, what would looks good on print and may look great on print it sometimes doesn't translate to the web, or at least that's how I feel sometimes when I see some work done. Is that something that you consider, you know, how it's going to be in different modes?
1: Absolutely. Um, Everything used to be based on CMYK and Pantone colors um, in the past for print. And now, you know, the past 10 years, I have to make sure that they have web safe colors, RGB colors. And a lot of times those are different. You know, we're picking quite a few, a range of colors because what's they're going to print is not going to be the same as what they're going to see on their screen. So you definitely have to take that into consideration.
0: So how do you feel about these sites out there like Fiverr? where, you know, somebody could spend $18 and, and have a logo done. And, you know, not that maybe everybody's going there, but that's how they're comparing, you know, someone like you with 25 years of graphic design. And and I know you're not charging $18 a designer in no, an hour. Not. How do you, you know, how do you, what can you do to educate those out there? Like what, what should they expect to get from a site like that or a logo tournament versus a, a custom experienced 25 year vet in design and branding like you
1: there's definitely a place for fiverr and logo design and stuff like that but um what people don't realize is there's a lot of time and investment on their part that's going to go into it um because you're you're putting out this contest people are sending you stuff people are spending hours and hours um going through the designs and trying to decide and there's nobody giving them advice they're just giving them designs they're not telling them why it would work why it's best for them Um, it, you know, they're just, they're kind of out on their own. So they don't, I've worked with a couple of clients where they've actually had me take over from their starting off at Fiverr and help them decide and help them tweak it and make the brand work for them.
2: You know, it, it, what's the biggest mistake that you, you see clients make when they're, you know, getting started in branding or they, they have this brand new business, a new business pops up every day. What's the biggest mistake they make visually?
1: um not investing in their brand and not having a brand to start a lot of people just oh i need some business cards so they'll go to right. VistaPrint they'll get some cheapo cards um that look like everybody else that they use and then they do their website and then they do some brochures and everything looks different and there's no continuity to it and there's no brand
0: it's interesting when you were mentioning um just the place and the process like for some of these websites out there where they're just doing mass production with not a whole lot of customer interaction or or a process if you will kind of reminded me in the recruiting days, when you have these firms that just sling resumes yeah. and don't really vet the person and present them and qualify them, it sounds very similar. Um, what kind of advice can you offer uh, some new kids out of school that just got their marketing degree and emphasis in graphic design, or these these you know millennials that are just getting started that are going out there to try to you know get a name for themselves?
1: Um, the one thing I always tell people is they need to make sure they have a good writing basis. Because even if you're just a graphic designer, your clients are sending you stuff, they want a flyer, they want a brochure, Um, they're writing the copy themselves. And you need to have some kind of capacity to be able to go in there to edit that, to know what's important, to know what's going to resonate with their potential clients. So I think a good, strong um, English and writing background is is good to have.
0: Yeah, share that story that I just heard Tuesday from you at our meeting about where you had, uh, you went to a restaurant, we won't mention names, but uh, you went to a restaurant and you you noticed a couple of things. Talk about
1: that. They had a sandwich board out front and it said, please try our delicious plates. And delicious was spelled D-I-L-I. Um, they had Hawaiian chicken, H-A-W-I-I-A-N, and Kahlua chicken, um, K-A-L-U-A. So three typos in one sign.
2: Whoa! So, yeah, and that's a sign. That's just that's not an email. Sign. That's not a text. That's, that's, a sign. that's not a letter. It's not a chalkboard sign. A handwritten. That was a printed, yeah. paid. Yes. design. Yes, it wow. was. Yeah. Whoa! And did so, you make? Did you make them aware of this?
1: Um, I didn't. I I took some pictures.
2: <laughs> I think she will she's like the graphic police. I
0: know, right? <laughs> she might make them aware if they realize she hasn't come back to eat again.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. Right. That's but true. That's just
1: that's why I hire a professional because you know you have some you know your bartender is making your signs and you know they should be doing what they do
2: well that happens a lot right i mean we have this cousin down the road that's like our fifth cousin or your beautician's friend or this guy at church or this lady down the street that but you know they they have some talent but they just don't do this every single day of the week um
1: i fix a lot of those things.
2: you fix a lot (laughs) you're you're the fixer right
0: (laughs) You know what I find really interesting? I was thinking about this yesterday, and I, tell me if you can relate to this. So y- you work with these small businesses, these owners that are that are, they want to be creative, and maybe they are, but they're like professionals. They're attorneys, they're CPAs, they're whatever, and they have, an, they have a Mac. So they're automatically creative because they, they have an Apple product, yes. and they want to do their own website or they want to do their own logo or they want to shoot their own video. And I, and I was thinking today, you know, these people are are professionals getting – Probably anywhere from one hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars an hour, so they're they're doing the design work because they think they're saving money, and what ends up happening is they put together a really amateur um, unprofessional piece, whatever it is, spending their time at three four hundred dollars an hour, so they're spending more on putting something out there that's not getting results. you know what do you Absolutely. think about that
1: it's I see a lot of that. Um people will call me and they'll say, I have this Word document. Can you fix it? And I've been working on it for 20 hours. And I'm like, well, I could have done a flyer for you in an hour and it would have been professional. And Word is not meant for designing. There's a reason why you move something and everything else goes to 15 pages behind. Um, and they spend a lot of time doing what they're not good at. And, you know, it could be done inexpensively, professionally, you know, in an hour or two and they could get back to what they it, do best.
0: Not only do they waste their time at their big hourly rate for their profession, but but they waste their time and their money. Yes. And the money that they could have used to invest with someone like you would have been less in this case, and they could have been making the $400 an hour serving their clients' needs. So exactly. it's, it's really an interesting cycle. Same
1: reason I don't do my own bookkeeping.
2: Great example. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> when I could hire out, that was the first thing. I looked at what I was not good at and where my skills weren't, and that's what I hired the first thing.
2: You know, Speaking of the graphic design police earlier... Um, <laughs> It, this, uh, I've encountered this quite a bit lately, and I don't know if you've ever run into this uh, because it's becoming more prevalent. We have, you know, uh, you, you may, you'll run into clients that they, they build their own content and you have uh, some people that are constantly building great content and they're putting it out there, but they will design some of their own little brochures quickly because it's, it had to be done yesterday and so they do it. And they will grab images from Google oh. that are not licensed, they're not Creative Commons, and then they do you almost have to document where you get everything. So I've had one client that's been threatened with lawsuits uh, at least three times, and I've warned them many, many times about doing this, and we have to have them sign off in the beginning that they will not engage in this type of activity. Um, but a lot of people are doing this and not realizing that when you license images, this is someone's hard work. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do you run into any of that? Yeah.
1: I mean, all of the stock photography that I use are from reputable sites. I pay for every picture that I use unless, you know, there's some free sites where you have licenses. Um, but I had a client, uh, that has some very specific picture needs and he's like, well, I Googled it and I found it. Why can't we use this? I said, because that's your competitor's photo. You can't use that. You know, so people don't realize that just because it's out there, they think they can use it. And they think that they can you know, market it for their own business.
2: Right. That's some photographer <clears throat> or artist. Uh, th- that's their work. Absolutely. It's like walking into someone's business and actually stealing some, the computer off the desk and then walking straight out. And saying,
1: well, it was sitting there. Why can't I use it?
2: Right. Why isn't it's a, it mine? Well, it's, it's, it's somewhat criminal. Yeah. But people don't look at it that way. No. Uh, no.
1: I can
0: totally relate to that being a professional photographer. Um, we shot uh, we shot a piece for the, the business next door. And uh, it was super creative and, and ultra dynamic and used in our marketing. And uh, a student of mine found it uh, with a dojo in South America using the photo oh, right wow. on their website. Uh, with some really nasty, you know, uh, whatever you call it, uh, on, on, you know, with the apps where you just throw a, yeah. a layer over it. I don't, think, I don't know what that's called now. I just went blank. But anyway, they they doctored it up, made it look worse. And then uh, we notified them and said, hey, you're using our image as a professional image. So, you know, as a photographer, you know, your clients are paying for the production of the photo and they're also paying for the usage. Um, and if you're a business out there and you're working with a designer... Make sure that you are using royalty-free imagery or you're hiring a photographer that has copyright protection on that image, that creation, and, you know, there's different pricing, whether you're using the image on a website or using print usage or if you're using it in a national ad spend. It's typically going to be a percentage of the ad spend for that photo usage. Um, So just, you know, buyer beware. So, Tammy, 25 years later, what still inspires you to keep doing what you're doing?
1: Uh, I have a passion for it. It's just, I mean, I go out and I can't help but look at signs, look at brochures. We go to a restaurant and my husband always tells me, please pick your food first before you critique the menu. Um, I just ca- can't help it. It's in my blood. I love, I love doing it. And I love making my clients happy.
0: That's awesome. I, tell me if you do this too. Um, if I see like a cool sign or a cool ad um, or I get an email, you know, tons of email marketing sent to me every day, um, if it, I, I won't pay attention to it. But if it's a cool design, I want to save it. I'll share it with somebody. Go check this out. This looks cool.
1: I just did that last night. I got an email from yeah. um, a local business, and it was for National Pet Day, and it was just really cute how they had it worded, and you know. And I was reading it to my husband at eleven o'clock last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, it totally inspires me when I see better work out there. I mean, we, everybody knows imitation is the biggest form of flattery, and a lot of ideas can come from ideas that we've seen other people have done. I mean. We don't have to go back and look at how Apple markets or or some other big companies that. Coca-Cola. And great design
1: is great design. Yeah, You know, I'll compliment something and someone will say, oh, did you do that? And I said, no, I didn't do it, but it's great design. I want to appreciate it and recognize it.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things people need to understand too with with creatives and businesses, like what we do, for example, is that, you know, they're like, tell me your best design. Tell me your best idea. What what would you do here? I'm like, well, you're paying for that discovery. You're paying for that process. Um, yeah, there'll be some great ideas. Do we expect you to love all of them? No, but there'll be a winner in there or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just went through this with a company looking to do a, com- a TV broadcast in in, uh, in the in the in the West, and I'm like, you know, there's a process to this, and uh, you know, we have a we have a proven track record of being able to pull out yes. what we need. And as you know, in artwork, it's subjective. What you may think is creative, I may not, and mm-hmm. vice versa. So at the end of the day, it's about fulfilling the client's needs and vision and then capturing the audience to that brand. And
1: giving them what they need and giving them what's going to represent them well. Right.
0: And then not only, it's not, it's not always about how, how good of a designer you are. It's how efficient you can design. Can you get the work done on time or early? Or is it going to produce a, re- a return? I mean, yes. there's all those things I think businesses need to look at other than the cool reel or the cool photo or the cool shot in the portfolio. You know, what's the process been like?
1: Well, know? that's one thing that you have to give up. You have to give up your ego, and you have to give up. You're not designing for yourself. Um, 90% of what I do, it, it's, it's for everyone else. It's not for me. And you have to give that up because when someone doesn't like it, it's not about you. You know, they're not insulting you. They're not criticizing you. It's, it's just, it's all subjective. And you have to give that up way early in your career. or You'll never survive.
2: So, um, you know, at closing, what, what is, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to most businesses... What would that be?
1: Uh, I think, like I said before, just being authentic and just making sure that your brand and what you do is truly yourself. Um, you can tell when there's a business out there and they're giving you that canned response and they're giving you that canned sales pitch um, because someone else wrote it for them and someone else you know, did it for them and it just doesn't fit. That's why I like to, I never say I work for clients, I work with clients. I like to work together, and when I start talking about clients, I say, well, we did this, we did that, just because I want to be part of it, and it just helps me tap into what they need and help them better.
2: So, Tammy, uh, tell everyone how they can reach you if they uh, want to contact you.
1: Um, You can go to my website, LakeNormanDesign.com. Call me, 917-992-4573, and I'd love to sit down and chat.